Welcome, Soul Sister, to Her Soul Lace Podcast. This is your host, Jillian Baez. On this podcast, we talk all things healing and help women evolve and renew themselves to reach their best self. We will cover topics such as inner work, health and wellness, self-love, entrepreneurship, and so much more. So if you're ready, light yourself a candle, grab your favorite drink, sit back, and enjoy. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for joining me on the podcast. I'm so happy that you accepted my invitation to have you on. I mean, I have met you and known you for a couple of years now, and I know that you were one of the first people who I seen start a business and start this entrepreneurship journey. So I really wanted to have you come on the podcast and share that journey with the rest of my listeners. So thank you again so much for accepting my invitation. I'm so excited to have you on today. And I'm going to just give you the floor if you can just introduce yourself tell us uh, who you are and what you do well first of all thank you so much for inviting me I was really honored because it's been a pleasure watching your journey and watch you grow not only within like starting the business but watch you grow personally and watching you develop and sharing with other people and motivating and inspiring other people and I listen to your podcast as well too So I'm really excited to be one of the guests on the show now. I wanted us to really focus on today's episode to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, but also like motivation and just like keys and ways to reach that level of success. I know success is different for everyone, right? And Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to get your feedback on like, how did you go about uh, stepping out to start your own business? Sure. So I never really imagined myself being a business owner or an entrepreneur, but I always wanted to help people. Ever since I was a kid, I knew that was a part of my purpose. And um, how I started my business, my first business, Queen's Company, was back in, what year was it? I think it was, I started Queen's Company back in 2016. So it was 2015. I was about two years removed from college and I was starting my professional journey and really trying to like build my career. But as the first person in my family to graduate from college, I grew up in like a low income immigrant background. And so I didn't really have a lot of role models or people I could look to within my immediate circle Mm -hmm. to know what like success could look like climbing you know, that ladder of getting your degree and then having a successful career and making a lot of money. And so when I first graduated, my immediate thought was to find a mentor, somebody I can get advice from, somebody I can seek to just um, give me guidance. And I realized quickly growing up in Boston and like working in Boston that it was really hard to find like women of color in these spaces so I would go to like a lot of networking events and I work in politics Mm. and I just it was just a lot of people who didn't look like me or didn't share similar experiences as me so I knew I wouldn't be able to connect with or relate to them in that way yeah and so finally in 2015 I was really inspired to start something because um I saw this post being shared on Facebook it was a meme and it was like a group of like successful black women and it was it said something along the lines of like one was an engineer one was a doctor one was a nurse one was a lawyer 
And it was like behind every successful woman is a tribe of women who have her back. Wow, that's good. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a lot of people sharing it. And what broke my heart was that a lot of people were sharing it, saying that they didn't have that tribe of women. You know, they were saying things like, oh, like women are too catty. Like, I wish I could have a group of friends like this, but women are always rude. And I didn't subscribe to that idea because I, even though I didn't have like a lot of mentors, but I did have a group of girlfriends from both college and high school that I really vibed with. And we were all pretty much on the same page of our professional journeys, trying to figure things out. Yeah. And, you know, we would travel together. We would party together. Our group chat was popping. Like whenever one of us would have issues at work, we would kind of vet in the group chat. So I knew I had that. And I was like, well, what, would happen if I was like really intentional about us not just like having fun together as a group of girlfriends but also like really building each other up and providing that like support and guidance that we need to really become our best selves yeah and so that's when I was like I'm gonna put an event together I'm gonna call it the Queen's Dinner and so January 4th 2016 I you know I made a flyer I invited a whole bunch of women to come and it wasn't anything like too crazy I just Put a reservation at Maggiano's and I was like I need a reservation for eight women eight women had RSVP'd and then we just had dinner and I like facilitated a lot of different activities for us to um reflect on the last year that we had and really explore some of the experiences that we had and talk about how those experiences are going to help motivate us and propel us for this year for the goals that we had. And it was a really powerful night. You know, a lot of people were crying and we were really connecting with each other. And it was really, really, really dope. And even though a lot of us had been friends for years, we didn't, we never had that space to really have these types of intentional conversations. And so because that night was so powerful for us, we were like, okay, like let's do this like once a quarter as a way to kind of check in and hold each other accountable to the things that we said we were gonna do before. And the more we hosted the dinner, the more, more women started joining us. And I realized, I was like, oh, like this is a thing. Like this is something that's needed in our community. And so I decided to just create Queen's Company from that. And I was like, I'm gonna create an organization where it's going to provide women with a lot of the different resources that we need and also hold space for us to gather and come together and support one another and kind of get rid of that stereotype that we can't do that. Yeah. And so that's how, that's how that happened. And the rest is kind of just history. Oh my God. That's so amazing. I think the main thing that I really took away from it was that you were so intentional in seeing what was a need in your community. Like you mentioned, you knew that you wanted that mentorship, but you couldn't find it anywhere else. And so you took the initiative to create something for yourself, but also other women in the community, especially women of color, because we don't always have that mentorship or someone to look up to so and that's what really is entrepreneurship right stepping up and being a leader in creating something that is a need so that's so amazing you were like born to do this girl (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy I love how you said like that's what entrepreneurship is because it really is yeah when I the way I was raised when I thought of business I thought about like having a store or like selling something but I never thought of it as like helping people or fulfilling a need that you see is not being fulfilled. But that's, that's really what starting a business is. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So, and you going into this, cause I know you kind of just found a need and you kind of just started, you know, finding people who were also in that same mindset 
MySpace, but were there any like blocks or fears that came up for you when this first kind of you thought about starting this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when I started it, the first thing I did was that I put a team together because when I was in college, I was a part of like a lot of student organizations and like in leadership roles. And I knew like within running those student organizations that you needed a team to execute and get things done. So that was my first thing. But I had no idea how to start a business. Like I never took a course. Like I had no idea what I was doing. So that fear was always there initially. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I couldn't let it stop me. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know, like, business owners in my family. So I was literally, like, just going on the way. Stepping out on faith. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But I just knew that you have to try. So, like, one of the first things I did after starting Queen's Company in 2016, and, like, I remember the first event that we did, it was November 2016, outside of the Queen's Dinner. Mm-hmm. It was a vision board party. And we were like, okay, we're going to make it free and just invite women to come and we just want to like connect with women and 50 people had rsvp'd and the rsvp sold out within like 48 hours wow. and then only like five of those people showed up <laughs> but that's so what we were, comes with this right 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 so we were just like oh no like but we still had a good time you know we made it worthwhile for the people that came but like that could have stopped us right we could have been like oh like this is not gonna work and like I think a part of me did think that a part of me was just like you know like maybe Boston isn't ready for something like Queen's Company well mm-hmm. you know maybe this isn't it's not a need as much people as much as people think it is or say it is so that was a little bit discouraging but like we just kept going and then when 2017 started I was like okay I need to learn and grow in this space and so I remember I applied to an uh, entrepreneur accelerator program in, in the end of 2016 and I was like I don't even know if we're gonna get picked. They're asking all these business questions. We don't know the answer. Yeah. And it was me and my my vice president Valentino. We were just like, you know, we're just gonna do our best with the application. And then we got called for an interview. We're like, oh my god, we got called for an interview. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know what we're doing, but I'm gonna dress up and show up. And then I was like, we're gonna smile and we're gonna make them fall in love with our charm and our mission, and they're gonna pick us. Yes, <laughs> just believing, having faith. Yes. And just, just really believing in like what you're doing. So you don't have to know exactly what it is, but just knowing like the mission and the purpose behind it and like truly investing in that. And then people will want to invest in you as well and like show you the way. So I remember like, as soon as we walked in, we just vibed with like the judges. It was two women, you know, one of them was like, I really love your eyebrows. And I was like, thank you. Like, you know, we just vibe because that's what we as women do naturally. And right. so we got picked, but I learned so much. It was a four-month program. Every Saturday, we were in class from like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., just learning different aspects about building a business. And so like that brought me the fundamentals. But if I had gotten discouraged and I never actually tried to go for it, then I would have never made it this far. So it's just like recognizing the fear and just like dancing with it 
and just yes. going with it going with it anyway absolutely because fear is going to come up in so many different things and fear really is just an illusion it's mm -hmm. not real it's just all all of made up in our mind and so if we you know just step out of it and just continue to believe and continue to have that faith and believe in the mission like you mentioned believe in what you're doing is going to be important it's going to help other people and i think that's the big thing too where i also realized in my journey is that as long as i'm helping other people get better get whatever it is that they want done i'm always going to win in some way you know you always have to include other people through this journey and so i love that you said just dance with the fear go with it anyways and just believe in your mission so mm -hmm. important so good so what would you say is absolutely necessary in order to reach success so besides like the obvious of like you know doing your research and like learning the business fundamentals i feel like what really unlocks your, your different levels of success is like doing self-work and mm -hmm. so when you start a new journey and you're like going up going up against fear like a lot of things will pop up you learn so much about yourself and so i realized that i had to do a lot of personal growth because I had to become like mentally, spiritually, and emotionally strong in order to fully step into my purpose. So it's like you have to like change who you are because we've been, we've been conditioned to be safe. We've been conditioned not to take risks. And when you're becoming an entrepreneur, you have to literally reprogram yourself against all of those things and be willing to go for it anyways because so many people are just like living, and surviving but like so many people are not taking the risk to like fully step into their full potential so just knowing that i had to do a lot of self-work and so i would listen to a lot of podcasts with a lot of different women entrepreneurs i would read a lot of books like i remember the first book that really like made me take a step back and be like wow was the four agreements Oh, and so yes. I was like, I need Love to implement. Book. Yeah, I was like, I need to implement all of these things into my life to really change who I am and not be afraid to really evolve. And one issue that I've had that all my life, right? Because, you know, I, I love to help people. So, like, one issue I really had to have to work on every day is, like, learning to say no to people. Yes. Setting those boundaries because, you know, you can really overextend yourself when you're just like focused on work, 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 and like really just going hard with your mission. But like you have to learn to set certain boundaries, set time aside to like rest and set time for yourself because I am always out there. I'm always at events, but I'm super introverted. So like my alone time is like essential for me to just recharge. And so like doing, acknowledging those things about myself and not being afraid to be like, okay, like this is an area of growth that I need to work on is super important, but also like doing a lot of healing too. So like, I, I had a very traumatic childhood. And so, you know, those things kind of come up, even if it, it was from years ago, they come up again when you're trying to step into your purpose. So I had to start going to therapy because even though like my business was growing and becoming successful, there was a lot of areas in my personal life, like the relationships that I was in that just weren't reflecting that type of growth as well too. So it had to be like, mm, stop, like I want to experience holistic success success so i have to make sure i'm 
I'm addressing a lot of different areas in my life and I can't just be succeeding in business, but I'm, you know, I'm in this toxic relationship or I still can't set these boundaries with people. Like it just doesn't go. Yeah. So just looking at it from a more holistic point of view. Yeah. That's so good because, you know, entrepreneurship, like you said, is going to take you out of your element. It's going to take you out of what you know. And so you have to start doing things that you've never done before. And I speak mm -hmm. about this all the time. In order to get something different, in order to get different results, you have to do something different. And that's what I had to learn. You know, I had to really change my habits. I had to change even something as small as like my morning routines. Mm -hmm. Like I have to gather myself during the mornings because I have, you know, I'm still working a nine to five and I'm still supporting supporting clients and I'm trying to build the podcast and I have so many in a relationship to nurture, you know, so many mm -hmm. different roles. And so I love that you mentioned that um, it's just creating something different and then healing yourself is so huge for you. It's interesting how your business was succeeding, but then you noticed that your relationships were not um, up to par and how you wanted your business to be. So it's so essential. I know you mentioned you're a little bit of an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice I know that you also did a little a workshop around being uh, doing like networking and being an introvert. So like what mm -hmm. advice do you have for people who are like, oh my God, like I have this idea and I think I want to start a business but I'm really introverted and don't like talking to people what did you advice do you have for those people yeah so I am definitely an introvert and a lot of people don't believe me when I say it but my I friends say, like, Jessica, you're not an introvert. <laughs> my friends they know like when we're out and I'm like yo I'm, I'm going home they're like all right like we know you've had enough like you can go or even when I invite people over I'm like I'm gonna go to sleep because I've had enough and they're like all right well good night we're gonna yeah. hang out like literally like my friends they understand but it's not necessarily a weakness like I definitely don't want people to think that it's something that's bad because there's a lot of strengths that come with being an introvert. So like, A, you're not for the small talk, which means that you prefer deeper connections with people, mm. which is super important and valuable. And then also you're not always quick to just blurt anything out. So like you really think about what you want to say and you take time to really observe the people that you have around you, which is crucial. And the reason why I did the networking for introverts workshop is because even though we're introverted, it's still important for us to have like that social capital and build connections with people and relationships with people because I attribute a lot of my success to the people that I've had around me and the people who have helped me and, and paved the path for me and sent opportunities my way. But I would never have these relationships with people if I never reached out like, hey, let's grab coffee or if I never went to that event and I was like, oh, like that's so and so. Let me go talk to them. Yeah. So some tips I have for people is to just, you know, do your research, like figure out who's going to be in the room and like decide whether it's even worth going to that event or not. Because sometimes it's not. But if you go to the event knowing like, all right, I want to talk to these two people. When you talk to those two people, you can go home, like mission accomplished. You're done. Right. You can go home. And Start then some small. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's just really important for people to just be themselves like I always encourage people like there's nothing wrong with being an introvert because other introverts are gonna find you they're gonna smell you out like oh who's that in the corner I'm alone here too like let me go talk to this person in the corner like don't be afraid to be awkward like I think that authenticity is really gonna allow you to attract the right people around you so like definitely do your research don't feel like you have to be somebody else 
do not go to events with that extroverted friend because you're gonna be in their shadow and that's not where you belong Just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you're not interesting doesn't mean that you're not worthy of being spoken to so don't be afraid to go to events by yourself and just kind of like feel out the energy and like see who's kind of matching your energy and just don't be afraid to like like hey like are you having a good time yeah. like or I like your shoes and then kind of see what energy you get back from them and if you don't like the energy you get back move on to the next person don't internalize it don't feel like you know you have to force it or anything but just really be yourself there's a lot more introverts out here than people like to believe to think yeah and that's good like and going back to the principle of the four agreements right like don't take it personal mm-hmm. and just know that you know different people you're not gonna vibe with everyone but just find your group and for me honestly when I started this work I I prayed to God. I was like, can you send me people who are going to help me through this journey? And he will send. Mm-hmm. He will send people and people that you never thought you would even talk to or vibe with. All of a sudden, you guys are on that same journey and you guys are able to help one another. So um, even like praying about it, you know, can mm-hmm. also help and God will deliver always. So absolutely. I love that. Um, and just t- like you said, be yourself, take small steps. Don't make this huge commitment, like talking to 10 people, if you know that that's not going to be doable for you. Mm-hmm. So and go home when you want to go home, go home. Like if I'm at a party, I'm at an event and I'm ready to go. No one can make me stay because I know I don't want to be there. And I'd rather leave than stay and like have a nasty attitude or stay and like be quiet. I'm not, I'm wasting my time and you know, it's just not fair to me. So I honor myself and I'm like, I'm ready to go. And they're like, all right, see you later. Text us when you get home. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Honor yourself. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about goal setting because that's a huge one in trying to accomplish your dreams. You obviously have to um, have some sort of strategy around it. So what is your process for goal setting? So I am a huge fan of writing things down. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a huge fan of having an accountability partner. So having somebody who you trust that you can have conversations with about your goals where they're not going to minimize them or they're not going to make you feel like you can't accomplish them. And so when you have like that, that partner that you can kind of talk to and be like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this and they can help you encourage you to like either think bigger, but then they can also hold you accountable to getting things done. So I have an accountability, well, I have a few accountability partners that I'm really grateful for, but I'm a huge fan of writing things down. So cliche, but at the start of every year, I, you know, write a letter to myself and reflect on the things that I've done and kind of just hype myself up like just tell myself that I'm really proud of you for doing like even the things that seem small but just like applauding myself for that but then I'm like all right so this year you're gonna accomplish xyz but I'm super specific with my goals as well too but at the same time I leave room for God to do what he thinks is gonna be best for me because not everything that I want is not everything that is in alignment with what God wants for me Right. And so I'm learning to to figure out that discernment. But while I'm going through the journey, I know that, you know, if I'm like, I want to make a million dollars this year, um, God might be like, well, I actually want you to make two. So like, (laughs) (laughs) just stick with that. (laughs) Right, right. So like just just going with the flow but also being like super intentional. So I set these big goals and then I also set like 
quarterly milestones for myself. So like by the, by the end of Q1, I would have already accomplished X, Y, Z. And so setting those quarterly goals helped me on my day-to-day tasks. So I have a planner and I really, I'm super old school. I still write down like my daily to-do list. Oh girl, I, <laughs> girl, it's so important to help me, help me stay organized. And I have a calendar, not only on my phone, but also in my planner as well too, everything that I have coming up, just to make sure that I'm keeping track of everything that I'm doing. But one thing I do want to start implementing more is like, while I'm checking in on those quarterly goals, I also want to highlight my quarterly accomplishments. So not just wait until the end of the year to really applaud myself, but make it something that happens um, more consistently and more often because we're so focused on the bigger picture sometimes that we don't really take the time to be like, wow, like you accomplished X, Y, Z, like, you know, take a moment to be proud of yourself. And I have a bad habit of doing that because I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. We just celebrated our four year anniversary, but like, there's so many other things that need to be done. Like I was telling myself, I was like, I didn't take the time to really reflect on the fact that we just celebrated the four year anniversary of the Queens dinner last month. And I was like, I I need to like sit with that for a little bit because, you know, we've been doing this for four years. That's crazy. That's a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I need, I need to sit with that a little bit more and like express some like really intentional gratitude. Like not just be like, oh, like I'm so grateful, but also just be like, wow, like God, you are amazing for, thank you for like letting me be a vessel to actually bring this to life and thank you for allowing me to um do your work and impact the lives of other women in this city yeah yeah and so go ahead your own cheerleader you know yeah through the whole process because it's tough like when you set goals and then you know life happens and you may not accomplish one of those things then just push it over to the next quarter and see you know make that a new goal that you have to accomplish. But you're right. We can sometimes be our worst critics. Right. And I'm also like, there's things that I want to accomplish, but I understand that not everything's going to work in the timing that I set it out to be. So I'm very fluid with my goals as well too. So I'm like, you know, if I can't get this done now, I'll evaluate and be like, why didn't I get it done? Was it something to my fault? Did I, was I like not working as hard as I thought I should have? But then I'll also be like, well, I'm going to try again next time. So I'm not, I don't put a lot of pressure on myself to get things done anymore. I think I used to when I first started out because I felt like I had something to prove. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, essentially I still have something to prove because it's not like I'm where I'm going to be yet, but just understanding that it's going to be a journey. It's going to be a process and to just flow. It's definitely a, a, a learning curve, you know, especially right. for us who are super ambitious and we want all these things and we're like, all right, right. what's next? What's next? You know, I want to do this. Right. This right. Book, and I want to, you know, have this multi-million company, but uh, it all comes with time. And like you said, in God's time, I just, I just want to be present and focus on the moment because I don't even know if I'm going to be here in five years. You know what I mean? Right. So like, who am I to sit here and just be like thinking like so intentionally that far ahead? I'm like, no, I need to focus on the moment now. Yeah. appreciate what I have going on now be in the moment appreciate all that you've accomplished appreciate the people around you you know mm-hmm. and all of that it's just I think we're, like we're in a generation where we just want material things and things and things and so we're not appreciating those little things until it's too late or people are gone so I love exactly. that you mentioned that. be present 
in all that you have. So what advice do you have for people who feel like they're not good at anything to start a business? Because I know some people have um, this idea that like, well, I'm not creative enough or I'm not good at math. Like I, there's no way I can start my own business or I'm just, I don't have a brilliant idea. What advice do you have for those people? So I think you, you realize your strengths and you realize what you're good at once you've actually started the thing that you want to start. Mm-hmm. And I think that the advice that I have for people is to just find a need, like figure out what you need in your life that you don't have. Like those are the most successful businesses. Those are the most successful entrepreneurs, people who are really feeling a need. So if there's something that you feel like you don't have or that you want or you feel like the world needs, then go with that feeling and then try to find a solution for that. And then once you feel like you figured out a solution, that's when you tap into different resources, you start to do your research and you start to figure out how to bring that solution to life. And then that's when you're really going to figure out what you're good at. Mm-hmm. But and at the, at the same time, I think that it's not true. Like we're, we're all good at something and you can be like, well, the only thing I'm good at is like good friendships. Like I have, I'm a good friend. And I'm like, that's huge. Not Not everyone is a good friend, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like to be a good leader, like you have to know how to deal with people in a real genuine, authentic way. So you're already like almost there. So I think that we have to give ourselves a little bit more credit. Like you may not be able to, you may not be like a graphic designer or you may not be an event planner. So then don't start the graphic design or event planning business. Focus on your strengths and figure out what it is that you are trying to do and then find different people who have those, who lack in those, who have those things that you feel like you lack in. Cause I'm not good at everything. Yeah. So I definitely like, I'm not good at math either. <laughs> so you don't need to be good at math to start a business, but you do need to find somebody to be on your team that is, you know what I mean? So right. don't focus on what you're not good at, focus on what you are good at, and then focus on the need that you're trying to um, fulfill and then just start. Yeah. You might not have everything, but start now. Just start and then everything, the stars will align. Things will come to you. It's not easy, but it's really important to just get started. Yeah, you're so bright. I think sometimes we like undermine what our strengths are and like what we're good at. But it's like you can't, don't discredit yourself from that. Like God gave everyone a purpose and something that we're good at. So use it. Don't discredit yourself because you're you're good at I don't know like you said being a friend or talking or motivating people or event planning right just use Mm -hmm. what God has given you and then the rest will come and even if you don't believe in God but just like really sit with yourself and like get to know yourself that that part is really crucial too but definitely like you I feel like you need to believe in some higher power in order to be a true in order to like really live in purpose and be a true entrepreneur so that's really really crucial entrepreneurship has definitely brought my relationship with god like we have been growing super super close together because i can't do it without god like at all Mm -hmm. and so i think that 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 aspect is like really important yeah absolutely you have to have some sort of like higher power belief in just that faith because like you said you're taking risk all the time in entrepreneurship so if you literally just have yourself then you're never going to push forward sometimes you Mm -hmm. have to step out on faith and know that it all work out 
Mm-hmm. Love that. So what is something to wrap up the, uh, the episode? What is something you live by? And what are some last remarks that you want to share with the audience? So something that I really live by is I truly believe in the power of community. And I truly believe in people. And I, I believe in working together. One of our mantras at Queen's Company is community over competition. Mm. And like I said earlier, like I would not be where I was, where, where I am today if it wasn't for the people that I had around me or the people who have supported me. And I think that, you know, really taking the time to like be intentional about that and then also like taking the time to like nurture relationships and express gratitude to people who you feel like support you emotionally, mentally, financially, whatever it is. It's just really, really important because I think a lot of people are jaded or frustrated depending on how they were raised, depending on like, you know, how people have hurt them in the past. But like, you have to believe that people will be there for you in order for you to attract those people into your life. So don't be afraid to reach out for help. Don't be afraid to collaborate with other people. It, it really is crucial, especially when you have a mission-based business. The more we work together, the bigger our impact. And it just helps us feel more fulfilled as individuals to be able to spread such goodness with the world and have it be a ripple effect. Yeah. And then, of course, what I absolutely live by is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because there are, you know, if I was to just rely on my own strength, I, like you said, I would not be able to push forward. So being able to just refer to the Bible as like a blueprint for me to live my life or being able to just go to God when I feel like the burden is too heavy and just knowing that he's ordaining my steps and just knowing that he is ultimately in control just gives me a sense of peace when I'm going through the motions when I'm going through rough times and just really allowing God to enter into my life and just really touch different areas of my life, you know, protect my family. It just gives me a sense of peace that I need as somebody who is a control freak, (laughs) as somebody who's just like super ambitious. Like I can't do everything by myself. And I'm just grateful to have God on my side. Oh my God, you have been so great. Can you tell (laughs) people where they can find you um, and more about the, if you have a website for the Queen's Company, Sure. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm just really grateful to be here. And once again, I'm so proud of you, Jillian. Like you're doing amazing work. Please keep going. Like, you know, like I'm going to continue to pray for you and wish you well. And I hope that we can collaborate one time. Absolutely. Um, In your city, I'm happy to travel down there and anything I can do to help, please let me know. But you guys can find me on Instagram at Jessica Pierre. So my name has an H in it. So it's J-E-S-S-I-C-A-H-P-I-E-R-R-E. And I'm also on Twitter at Jessica Pierre. And you guys can learn more about Queen's Company at queensco.org. Yes. I love your shirts. I'm going to go ahead and snag and buy one because those shirts are so cute that you have. So Yay. I'll the <laughs> website right soon. But thank you again, Jessica. Uh, it has been a pleasure. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. And as always, thank you so much for all the support. Don't forget to leave me a review and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I love you girls so, so, so much. Continue to shine, continue to kill it, and I will catch you on the next episode.